0: everyone and welcome to another episode of the Pay It Forward podcast. My name is Matthew Farber and I'm extremely excited to bring you another episode with yet another superstar. And this one's a little bit more special to me because uh, it's my second mom going to be joining me on the show today. Uh, today's guest is not only an eight-time PWA titleist with one of the most recent titles coming at the Queens this season, but also a Team USA player for more than a decade. She's got, I don't know, pretty much every single type of medal that you can have in international competition, and she can't even keep track of them all because she's got so many. And she's also the head coach of the women's bowling team at McKendree University, a two-time national championship program since Shannon's been there in her short time there so far. So I would like to welcome the one and only Shannon O'Keefe onto the Pay It Forward podcast. Shannon, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: You're very welcome, Matt. Thanks for having me.
0: So something that I, I don't think a lot of people probably know about you is that you're actually you you were actually a late starter when it comes to bowling um, and that you actually had something else that was your first true love when it comes to sports before bowling. So why don't you tell people um, a little bit about what it was that you were uh, in love with and what your 1st with sports.
1: Yeah. You so got with um I grew up with five brothers in Oregon and we were always a big baseball family. And so growing up, I played softball. I played fast pitch softball. Um I was an all American college as a freshman. Um, so bowling was never a thing in my in my family. My dad bowled, he bowled regionals, he bowled professionally a little bit here and there when he was in the Air Force before us kids were even born and um he, he always wanted us to bowl, but we wanted nothing to do with it. We would prefer to play games in the arcade than to actually bowl. So when I was 16, I wanted to spend a little bit more time with my little brother. You know, we were getting older. and uh, So we right. started bowling for something for him and my dad to do. And he had an open spot on his team. And so he's like, Shannon, why don't you do this? And I was like, yeah, you know, I could do it if it's early enough on Saturdays before softball practices. Like, I can do that. And so I bowled exactly 21 games my very first year. And I had to pre-bowl my last week of league to get to 21 so mm-hmm. I could bowl the state tournament. Um, I averaged 141. Um, I had this really pretty teal bowling ball. And, um, we won the state (laughs) tournament, um, and the guys wouldn't pick the team name. They're like, Shannon, just, you just pick the name. And so the pink puffy bears won the state championship. So, um, that was my first year, you know, I I, um, wanted (laughs) something to do with my little brother to spend some extra time with him and my dad. Um, and very quickly, I hated the fact that he was much better than me. And so it didn't take long for me to, um, you know, put time and effort into it. In my second year bowling, I averaged uh, 201. So there you have it.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. So, you know, a lot of people start bowling when they're extremely young and they're very little and they still unfortunately don't have the tremendous amount of success that you've had. Um, what do you think? Uh, I think there's a few things.
1: I'm incredibly blessed
0: to be a really good
1: athlete, you know, pretty much everything that I try, I pick up, you know, at it pretty easily. So I've been very blessed with that. And I think actually starting later, I, I was, I didn't, I wasn't stuck in bad habits for very long. Um, I had awesome coaches growing up, Dave Husted, who is a hall of famer. Um, I grew up, at his bowling center, he had amazing coaches. And so, you know, they, they were kind of on top Mm -hmm. of my physical game from a very early start within my late start, I guess. Um, and so anytime that I was in a bad habit, I mean, we just worked through it pretty quickly. And so I I wasn't in bad habits for very long. Um, I think my little crazy, uh, mental work ethic, uh, has something to do with it. I can't stand not being good at something. And so, um, When I have, when I set my mind to something, I work really hard until I accomplish it. And this game is so challenging, you know, you're never going to master it. And so it drives me nuts. And so it just drives me to push myself um, even harder. And uh, so I just think being an athlete and being successful in that sport and then being able to bring that and transition that kind of mental um, toughness and drive to uh, this sport, and then not staying in bad habits for too long, has been extremely helpful. And then uh, I married probably one of the best coaches in the entire world, Brian O'Keefe. Um, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of he, um, him, so I don't. I don't he's pretty I don't great. Know. I'm and not familiar so, with again, his work. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <sighs> have a day of practice throwing it really bad without him interjecting and, and fixing it and so that has been very helpful um yes we're husband and wife but we learned a long time ago that to be a player coach we have to separate the husband and wife from the player coach and we've just done a really good job at that and so that has just helped me continue to be successful
0: mm-hmm. awesome that's a lot of great stuff there and this this year, obviously, your your crazy hard work ethic has um, has paid off. I know it obviously it's paid off throughout your entire career, but this this season has been an extremely successful one for you on the PWBA tour, uh, specifically with your win <laughs> at the Queens this year, which is a tremendous win. Um, I know you have a nice little tiara now that you like to wear around the house. Um, the Queens is without a doubt one of the hardest tournaments to win um, for you know in, in any in any respect of bowling, you know, the masters being one of the hardest ones to win on the guy side and the Queens on the girl side. What does it feel like to come out on top? Um, you well, know, it's such a brutal you know, I, format, a lot of games, incredible. a lot of matches. Um, what does it feel like to finally cliche, come out on top?
1: Cliche ish to say, but there's just, when you can pull off a win like that, something that's been on my bucket list of accomplishments that I've wanted to accomplish for over a decade. And for me to be able to finally win and win signing with a new ball company and being able to do it with um, Rob Gotchel there um, and my husband there and some of my McKendree Bearcats there um, in the bowling stadium in Reno, you know, there's not much of a bigger grander stage for bowling and then being there it's just, you know, just kind of felt like the stars aligned and it was just um, right the way it was meant to be. I've had some close calls just missing the Queens show. Um, I've only made one other Queens show and that was, over a decade ago and I finished fifth and that was my very Mm -hmm. first TV show ever. So, um, 11 years later to be able to make the show again and to win was just an incredible feeling. Uh, the road to get there is always challenging. Um, at any moment, anybody can beat you, you know, a lot can happen in three games and double elimination and it's just a really challenging tournament to win. And, um, there's been years in and years out where, you know, the top qualifier, you know they lead qualifying and they go 0 and 2 and they're out of the tournament. And um, so to be one of the top qualifiers and be able to get through some matches and and win them and there were some close call ones. My very first match was against Karen Mercano and uh, she got six on her fill shot, shooting 276 or something like that in game three against me. Um, and I had to step up in the tenth frame and throw all three of them to beat her by a couple pins, and I did. And so. Being with the ball change, that's that's right. I I forgot about that. I needed the ball change. Prior in that last game on that lane, I plaque 10. And so I strongly felt like I needed to change balls. And I went up to talk to Brian. He's like, Well let's just see what she does here. And I'm like, No, like I'm regardless of what she does, I'm changing balls because if she doesn't strike and leaves the door open for me, I'm not gonna be able to strike with that other ball. And so yeah, I made a ball change in the 10th frame and threw all three of them and got a, got away with a win and then went on to win the rest of my matches um, and qualify as the number two seed. And so it just gave me a lot of confidence that I'm doing all the right things. I'm staying in the moment. I'm not letting the moment be bigger than, than what it is, which I think sometimes I would get stuck in the past doing. Um, and so just kind of carried that with me throughout this season and uh, it's, it's been very helpful. And, and so to see it pay off, it just, it's just reassuring that I'm making the right choices. I'm doing the right things. I'm seeing the lanes the right way. My ball reps are incredible. I'm extremely happy with um, EBI and the support that they not only give me, but the ladies tour is just incredible. And um, I'm just, you know, very happy, very blessed. And it makes competing really easy when you have all of those things in your corner.
0: Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's hard to compete without it, you know, um, but to, to have all of those resources and to have a, a great circle yes. of coaches and friends and supporters, it, it really obviously makes life a lot easier going out. Um, okay. So let's let's get in here. I took some okay. questions from social media here. Um, I've got some pretty, pretty cool ones. And I think you'll enjoy uh, enjoy some of them. So let's go through some of these here. Uh, First question, Ah, um, how do you just shut your brain off and bolt?
1: Um, It's taken lots and lots of years of heartbreak in really key situations uh, and failing miserably in order to realize that um, it's just a game. At the end of the day, it's just a game. And however things are supposed to happen, they will happen. And when I try to control it, is typically when I make bad shots and I'm tired of making bad shots in very important situations. And so obviously I know the importance of situations, but I try to approach every single shot. Like it's the first shot of the tournament and just try to stay calm and cool and relaxed. And the biggest thing that Brian told me last year in the middle of the tour season, I was really frustrated. I wanted to take a a week or two off. And he said, you know, Shan, all you can do is mentally approach it. Um, like this, control what you can control. Once that ball leaves your hand, you have zero control of what it's going to do. You have zero control of what other people are going to do around you and what they're going to bowl. All you can do is, make good educated guesses on ball choice and where you're going to play the lanes. And just from there, all you can do is execute. And once that ball leaves your hand, there's nothing you can do about it. And you can't change it. So why get so upset over things that you cannot control? And once he said that, I, I right. know it sounds so simple, but then being able to apply it has made the biggest difference. Um, so when he was first saying, it, I was like, Oh yeah, that like makes complete sense. It's so simple. And then right. my very first tournament out with that mindset, I was extremely fortunate to lead the event and win it. And so being able to play in that space and anytime my mind started to wander, or I'd get frustrated if I'd wrap a 10 pin in an important situation or somebody that I was bowling against would strike on a really crappy shot, you know, um, I would just say, nope, you know, come back to center here. Centered for Shannon right. is control what I can control, stay in the moment, and execute a good shot. That is all I can do. And so um, my very first tournament, being able to really fight through through that and stay and compete in that space is really the difference it has made over the last year. That happened right about a year ago. And I feel that the last year um, across the board has been very successful. Mm-hmm. And so I have found... What works for me in situations like that to be able to just turn off my brain and just compete. And it has made it to where I approach every single tournament the exact Mm -hmm. same, no matter if it's a major or a little weekend tournament at home or no matter what it is, I approach them all the same. And that has made a huge difference.
0: Yeah, I think that you really touched on some important things that I think a lot of people can use, um, and not only just in bowling, but in in everyday life, you know, controlling the things that you can control. You know, you can't control how other people act. You can't control um, what other people are going to say necessarily. So really just focusing on those things that you can control. You know, not only makes life easier, but it makes it a lot more fun exactly, as well because you're not constantly agree. stressing. You know, something that, that we
1: teach our kids things at McHentry, that you
0: Have zero control um, over.
1: You know, the things that I'm teaching them on the lanes are life lessons, like you just kind of touched on. And um, yes, it applies to bowling, but like you said, it applies to everyday life. And it really mm-hmm. does make things a lot more enjoyable when you stop worrying about the drama of everything. And just focus on the things that make you happy. And at the end of the day, I'm just so incredibly grateful and feel so blessed that God has given me the opportunity to compete at the level that I want to compete at. And at any moment, I it could be taken away. And I don't want my last moment doing what I love more than anything to be miserable. And so I choose to be happy. And mm-hmm. I choose to compete um, in a very healthy place. Now, does that mean that there's not times that... I lose that a little bit here and there. Absolutely. Um, But always finding my way back to center is uh, the most important thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So here's the next one for you. What are some tips that you may have for Girls and guys that are looking to make that jump from playing collegiately or on the youth level to playing professionally.
1: the number one thing is to be the best spare shooter you know. It doesn't matter what level you compete at. If you can't make your spares, specifically (laughs) make your spares in pressure situations, you're not going to be successful. So that's the number one thing. Second would be knowledge. Um, there's so much information out there. Surround yourself with people that you trust, um, to teach you about the game of bowling, to teach you about bowling balls, to teach you about ball motion, um, education and knowledge in this sport is power if you know how to apply it. Uh, and so it's just really important that you surround yourself with people, um, that you're confident in that can get you to the level that you want to compete at.
0: Perfect. Very well said. Next one here. Uh, and I, th- I think that the answer to this can be found on social media, your social media <laughs> platforms. Um, well, but what do Shannon O'Keefe practice sessions look like? Well, you know this because you practice like? with
1: me all the time. The number what one does thing that I O'Keefe do is I do always when start practicing. out with foul line release drills. Even on the ladies' tour in practice, I start out with foul line release drills. Now, depending on the amount of time that I'm practicing will dictate how long I do that drill for. Um, like today, I think I did that drill for 45 minutes before I took a full approach. Um, there's Mm -hmm. days where I'll do it for two hours straight. Uh, there's at, at PWBA tournaments, I may do it five or six shots. You know, I may do it two shots. It just really depends. But for me, it's always a really good place to make sure that my legs, my body's Mm -hmm. in the right spot. My, uh, left arm is super stable and that my hand is in a really good spot. And so if I start off every practice, you know, just checking in and going back to basics, uh, it tends to lead to a pretty decent practice session. Um, we make our kids at McKendree do one-steps. I hate one-steps. It feels <laughs> When I do them, I feel like a wild octopus. And so <laughs> I feel like my limbs are flailing everywhere. But they are extremely beneficial. So I don't do them every day. I should, but I don't. Um, and then from there, I just work on stuff on this side of the foul line, meaning physical stuff. You know, I work on making sure that my push is um, happening at the right time, that my ball's falling in the right mm-hmm. spot. Um, so day to day is just checking in on different physical game stuff. And then um, I shoot at spares. Um, I don't reset a lot of spares. Sometimes I do mm-hmm. if I'm working on something specific, but for the most part I shoot at every spare and that's how you become a great spare shooter. So um, my practices are going to be anywhere from an hour to two two and a half hours there have been times where I've put in those crazy four hour practices but uh, it just all depends on what you're working on and how it feels like today I think I practiced for an hour and 45 minutes and or maybe an hour and a half I don't even know Um, I just waited until everything felt really good and threw about 10 to 12 shots of really really good shots and then I said okay that's enough for today so um, that's kind of it righty.
0: Now this is an interesting one. And I think that it's, it's not so cut and dry. Um, but how do yeah, you that, that's really balance challenging. coaching um, and being a player? The first the year that time? I coached
1: at McKendree uh, was the first year of the relaunch of the PWBA. And the relaunch started right after um, nationals for our mm-hmm. college team. And I, I was not ready. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to take time away from my kids preparing them for nationals to put the time in for myself. And I struggled. Um, I did not have a great year. I had to finish, I think in the top four at the U S open, which was our last tournament of the year in 2015 to even make it to the tour championships for points. And I just happened to lead the U S open, but otherwise I wouldn't have even made it because Mm -hmm. it just, it wasn't great. Um, after that, uh, the next year I would practice more with like when the guys would practice. So our girls practice first, then the guys would practice. Um, sometimes I would come in a little early before the girls practice and get time in. And then Mm -hmm. the last two years, I think I've done a really good job balancing it. Um, I think it's important that the girls see how hard I work. I think it's important that I lead by example. I think it's important they see that I don't reset spares, that I shoot at everything, Mm -hmm. that I work on different physical game stuff. And so I actually um, will get out there and practice with them a lot towards the end of the season. If they're playing games, I'll jump in and play games with them. And uh, a lot of times that as a coach gives Mm -hmm. Brian and myself and you as our grad assistant the last couple of years, gives us a better picture of like what the lanes are doing. Are they as hard as the girls are making them look mm-hmm. on that particular day? Um, are they doing the right thing? Um, but I think a lot of it has <laughs> right. given our girls a lot of confidence that, you know, their shot repeatability is just as good as mine and their spare shooting on a good day is just as good as mine. so it gives them a lot of confidence going into postseason, and gives them a lot of confidence right. when they graduate to be able to compete on tour because they're able to hang you know, with me. Right. So, um, the balance at times is challenging. Um, but I am getting better at it every year and realizing that it's okay to put my shoes on and, and bowl with them. It's okay to, um, take a little time out and get a workout in, um, and things like that. So it is challenging, but I think we finally got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay great now let's go on okay. to <laughs> some a little bit more fun questions i guess you could say i mean all these questions okay. are pretty fun i think but let's go on to some other questions from Ooh, your fans here. Um, what is your favorite bowling ball it's new
1: to me because um i just signed with abi and hammer in january so for me all this stuff is new but um one of the first balls out of my right. bag is my gb Two. The ball is been really, really good. I threw three different GBs, GB2s at the Queens mm-hmm. to help me win. And so it's really hard to not say that that's my favorite.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Okay. And another fun fact about you um, leading into this next question <laughs> is, for those of you that don't know, know, Shannon's know. a complete weirdo because she doesn't like chocolate. So uh, that leads me to ask ask the Um, question, what is your favorite sweet?
1: um, Sweet tarts. Sometimes they're a little sweet. I just, I like little sugary hard candies. Um, Yeah, that's, that's my, my downfall. The problem is, is I'll stay away from them for months. And then I'm like, man, I've been so good about eating right that I just want something sugary. And then I eat so much and make myself sick. So (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah that's not a good not a good thing to uh not a good thing to have Ooh, okay, um, okay so next one I what is, is your favorite tv show TV Show,
1: and i love the big bang theory and then you and brian got me hooked on criminal minds um yeah i, I think i watched
0: yeah, that's a dangerous show. For those, of, for those of you listening, if you guys have anything to do ever, I like in the next week TV of your life, don't watch an episode of Criminal because you won't get anything done
1: until midnight when I finally fell asleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's, it's so it's, good. It's, it's one of the um, most, if not that, the most, addicting shows TV. that I've ever um, watched.
1: I like The Bachelor. It really is. I don't love The Bachelorette. I like The Bachelor because as much as I can't stand girl drama, I love to watch it on TV. So um, that one cracks me up. And I love Survivor. Um, and yeah. I love The Amazing Race. And right now, Big Brother is on. And that is my one of my absolute favorites. Brian and I always joke about which reality like show we would be best at. And he always says I'd be really good at Survivor because... Um, I'm little I'm an athlete but I'm really Mm -hmm. strong and so I'd be I'd kick butt in all those competitions and he said he'd be best at big brother because he can just lay around all day (laughs) right yeah
0: (laughs) that's big brother definitely suits uh Brian the best I think uh more a little bit more of a brain game to where he'd be scheming all the time as who's gonna who's gonna get back you know who's gonna get the back door, well, and who's is. gonna um. You know, for those of you don't, don't know, there's and there's a lot of strategy that goes into Big Brother, and and you like and, and putting people on the block that, and, so. and whatnot. So. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's too funny. That's too funny. So, so what is next for yeah. for Shannon? I know thank you, thank you got you, I, you recently yeah, got a, a, a new uh, sponsorship a deal with Polar X. That's awesome! Congratulations on that
1: represent them in their brand. It's, it's such an honor. And so getting that email from bowler X, I was very humbled and grateful and honored to be able to, um, step into that role and help out as much as I can with them. And so it's just exciting. It's, it's fun. So, you know, what's next for me is, um, I leave tomorrow. No, what's tomorrow Wednesday. I leave Thursday morning for Tampa. We have our, the second half of our tour season begins and, for anybody that has CBS Sports starting this coming Saturday night, all the tour stops are live on CBS Sports every Saturday night in August. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I yes, I already qualified for the whoop Tour whoop. Championships back in Richmond, Virginia. Make sure all of
0: you tune in for so
1: those. I'm excited for that. That's middle of September, and then I was just selected to whoop compete whoop. for Team USA at the PabCon championships, which is the American zone championships. And that is in the Dominican. And so I have to fly from Richmond, Virginia to the Dominican. And so um, by the time I get back, then boom, we are right back in school season and practices with the girls. So no rest for the weary. Um, just go, go, go for us. But um, incredibly grateful to be able to do what I love to do and have the support from an unbelievable athletic director that allows me to, to do it so that's what's on the docket for Shannon O'Keefe that'll take us through um December and then it's back to practice well that's not true I lied in November I will be competing in the AMF World Cup for Team USA um I was fortunate enough to win team trials in January and uh, when you win team trials you automatically get to bowl the World Cup and that has been a bucket list um thing for me to bowl and hopefully win uh so to finally be able to compete in that I'm super excited and then that takes us into december and um that's kind of like our downtime but that's when uh practice downtime but that's when practice picks up again for me quote unquote downtime to get ready for team trials the first week of january so i don't really have downtime <laughs> i think it's like a week <laughs> in december right yeah. So that's a
0: Just <laughs> go. Yeah, maybe a week, maybe one, one week. All righty, Shannon. Well, thank you so much for joining us okay. today on the podcast. And last thing, um, I'm having every oh, guest do message this. message of the
1: day. So um, I say this all the time to our guests. your
0: in message I'm sure of you've the heard day? Me
1: say it a lot, but uh, my favorite thing to tell people is you get out of it what you put into it. And that is life. It's your friendships. It's your relationships. It's your job. It's your sport. It's your schoolwork. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. So don't just wish it to be. Make it happen.
0: All righty, Shannon. That's Thanks, a great Matt. message for For everybody listening, thank you so much again. Best of luck for the rest of the (laughs) PWA season and at PAPCON and at the World Cup and every other thing that you're probably going to win within the next six months. Well, there you have it, everybody. Some wise words from one of the best bowlers in the world, Shannon O'Keefe. Thank you so much, Shannon, again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to pay it forward on this episode with me. Uh, I think we discussed some truly awesome things on this episode that can not only be applied to – bowling, but can be applied to everyday real life as well. And I think that's one of the coolest things about being an athlete is that you have that opportunity to learn through your sport. Uh, very important lessons that you can also apply to everyday life. So thank you to Shannon. Guys, if you have a second, go into the description. Check out Shannon's social media handles. She's always posting really cool stuff on her social media pages. Um, And she also does a lot of giveaways. So if you guys like free stuff, which who doesn't like free stuff, free bowling balls, free t-shirts, free accessories, whatever it may be, uh, Shannon does a lot of giveaways. So make sure you go check out her pages, um, follow her, and uh, always stay up to date on what she's doing. And if you guys also would like, leave a comment. let me know what resonated with you from this episode. Let me know some of the things that you really like or maybe some personal experiences that you've had that uh, you know that's related to some of the things that we discussed on this episode. I wanna thank you guys so, so much again for tuning in. I apologize, the quality um, on my end was not as great. I changed headphones, but now we're back to the original headphones with better quality. Um, and moving forward, I'll make sure to use this uh, pair of headphones so you guys have good quality audio from me. Even though you wanna hear from these other superstars, I think that it's still important to give you guys the best quality that I can so thank you guys again for tuning in please always remember to pay it forward help others be kind show love and hope you all have a great day I look forward to bringing you guys another episode of the pay it forward podcast take care everybody